Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. The psalmist said, Unto you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O Lord, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. In, in Psalm 107, verse 6, Actually, let me read from verse 3. And gather them, um, all right, verse 2. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Who has redeemed them from the hand of the enemy? God is redeeming you from the hands of your enemies. Amen. Amen. Who, has, who has received redeemed them from the hands of the enemy and gathered them out of the land from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south, God has gathered us from all over. They wandered in the wilderness in solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. So now you can see after a certain deliverance have come into their life, there was a wilderness life. They were wandering in the wilderness, and this is not one day, this is not two days, this is not one year, this is not two years. A long period of time from wilderness, from place to place. Verse 5 says that hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted in them. Sometimes you go through a process and it's like, so God, when am I going to get rest? God, when am I going to get a change or a relief? Relief. Just a relief from this affliction in my health, affliction in my career, trouble in my family. God, when, when? This financial coma situation, it's, it's like, God, when? The Bible says that they hungered and thirsted, their souls fainted in them. Listen, if you walk with God, one of the things that might happen to you every now and then, or once in a while, or some people, depending on um, your association and what, how much you are feeding yourself the word, it will always happen to somebody. If, if listen, if Jesus, Jesus, eh, Psalm 22, if Jesus said, Eli, Eli, Lamak, Sabachthani, my father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus, he, even him, he felt the abandonment of God. He felt in his life that it looks like there was a gap in his life where God was missing. And no, I'm not talking about those of us who are caught in sin. And no, no, I'm talking, I'm, I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about when you are actually working with God, but things are so dry. There's a gap in your life that is it's like God, and you have prayed. You, have, you are a faithful tither. People who are not faithful tithers, sometimes they allow some of these things to happen. You are a faithful tither. You are a faithful giver. You are a church worker. Some people are church workers. You, have, you, you sacrifice your life to do God's work. By guess to a time, it's like a portion of your life, something is missing. Something is not right. My personal testimony, which I will always share, I have a lot of ones, but I normally don't talk about them. But this one, which you all know, I mean, for, for almost seven years, two virgins who have been born again from their youth, born again for their youth, they get married 
and for seven years, no child. Whilst they are busy doing God's work. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes there's a missing gap. It's like, God, where are you in this matter? Where are you regarding this matter? God, early, early, maybe somebody's on this platform for some time now. You have been feeling early, early, lamak sabaktani. <laughs> My God! My God! Why have you forsaken me? It's part of the game. It's part of the journey. God will never forsake you. Even though he will never forsake you, there will be times it will feel like you have been forsaken. So they tested and they faint, their hearts fainted in them. Watch this. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distress. You see, when the trouble got to a, a certain level, they said, no, this is, we won't take it anymore. They cried out unto God. That's what we are going to pray. I want you to pray and cry out unto God about this early, early Lamax Abatani moment. You want to pray and cry unto, unto God, unto something. Lord, don't let me be put to shame. The way my health has been feeling nowadays, God, the way this, we are uh, all of a sudden, uh, even though I've told people, family members, I'm about to get married, things are looking very funny because the relationship is I started breaking down. Lord, Lord, help me. They were laughing. I know they've been waiting to laugh at me and I lost my job and it looks like now my enemy is laughing. You want to say, God, cry. Bible says that, verse six again, then they cried unto the Lord and uh, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distress. Listen, listen. God is delivering you out of your distress in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distress. Today, as we read, I just want to show you something. As we read in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 says that, Be not thou ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of some of us. God has done something for you. Don't be ashamed to share your testimony. Don't sit on it. But don't be ashamed of the testimony, the goodness, the message of the kindness God has shown you and the message of God that you know you stand by. Don't be ashamed of it. Say, don't be ashamed, be not ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. Sometimes when you are a pastor, there are times where you're, you can be in a state. People, you are not popular. People don't like you. He said, don't be ashamed of me. When people are saying things against me, when people are not on my side, don't be ashamed to take a stand for me. Two things you shouldn't be ashamed of. The testimony of the Lord and don't be ashamed of the servant of God. Don't be ashamed of your man of God. But what should you rather do? Be thou partaker, partaker of me, of the uh, partaker, so be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. In other words, join in suffering. If you have, you have to suffer for the gospel, join it. Join it. We live in a generation and a society and, a, and times where 
people call themselves Christians, but they like, they crave the admiration and the agreement of the world more than the word. So they don't mind being in conflict with the word of God as long as it's in agreement with the world. And yet they still want to maintain I'm a Christian. And it's those people who normally will even stand against other Christians who are being faithful to God's word. They are the ones who call the radio stations and blast this other one. They are the ones who put it on uh, social media very quickly. All these people, they, they, they are not strong Christians. They are just, they'll blast you. They'll blast you for saying that this is what God's word is saying and I'm going to stand by it. We have a lot of them. In fact, some of them are, are even leading radio stations. Wow. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. So he says that, don't be ashamed of me, uh, of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be that partaker of the gospel according to the power of God. Watch this. This God, God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. So he saved you not because of the good stuff you have done. He saves you. So what it was the basis of your salvation, but according to his own purpose and grace. How does God save us? What is the platform for our salvation? God's purpose and his grace. So that means that there is a, watch this, this is a good one. That means that there is a reason why God saved you. Okay. He also has an agenda for your salvation. He has an agenda for your salvation. God has an agenda, a personal agenda for your particular salvation. There is a reason why he saved you. He saved you by his purpose and his grace. If you are saved, then it's because of God's purpose and grace. That is why you can't be born again and you are in church and then you go to church anytime you want. You live anyhow and as for me, it's between me and God. No, 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 no. God saved you for a purpose. You are, he saved you. That's why the other time when I was teaching, I said that you, we have been saved to serve. We have been saved to serve. You are not safe outside of service. I don't mean church service. I mean serving the body of Christ and the interest of God. Watch this. So he says that, but he has saved us according to his own purpose and grace. Watch, this is getting interesting. Which was given, uh, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. What saves us? He saved us according to what? His grace and his purpose. How did he save us according to his grace and his purpose? How did he save us? And when did we receive this grace and purpose? Uh, how? In Christ Jesus, when? Before the world began. So way before your great-grandfather was born, God has actually saved you already. Uh, his purpose was given to you. The purpose that belongs to you and the grace that belongs to your life was released into your life before the world began, but when? In Christ. Ah, but Christ, when did he show up? Is it not about 2,000 years ago? Christ, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was there. So your purpose and my purpose, the grace for my salvation and grace for your salvation, were all packaged in Christ before God began the world. So your salvation is not an accident, it's a, it's a plan. That is why it has a purpose attached to it. You are saved on purpose. God saved us 
on purpose and he saved us by according according to his purpose and his grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began oh but i wasn't around yes god knew you were coming you didn't show up he sent you Hallelujah. that's why paul that's why paul said woe is me if i preach not the gospel because i didn't just show up i'm here on assignment wow. can you imagine if you are part of the team gb Olympics, and let's say the Olympics is uh, in China, and you are going to represent the Great Britain Olympic team. And then as soon as you go to China, like the, what the Cameroons did, Cameroonians did, as soon as they arrived UK, they ran away. They went into town, into hiding. Ah, the government sent you here to come and represent us. And then you came and you ran away and represented yourself. You may be laughing at the Cameroon. Is it Cameroonians? Yeah. 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 yeah, Cameroonians. You might be laughing at the Cameroonians, but you are potentially a worse version of it because you have been saved into church and now you are just in church. Hallelujah. That's it. But you, there's an assignment and there's an agenda for your life. So Paul said, Woe is me if I don't do that assignment. Wow. Yeah. I know I'm talking to. So. See, don't be in church because you are looking for a husband. I know there are some, so yeah, some girls are like that. When, the, in fact, when Pastor Apollo's married, some girls left the church. Because I remember. I, we, didn't re we didn't realize that they were in church because of him. Wow. Not because of Jesus. So. Wow. Not because of Jesus. <laughs> there are people who are in church, not because of Jesus, but because as a, because of a boy says, a boy, boy says, wow. boy says, boy. <laughs> a man, a man or a woman. Some people have followed some ladies into church because you are coming because the lady said, you know, in our church, you have to be coming to church so that pastor, uh, whatever pastor says is, so I, I, when pastor says yes, then, so you have to come to church, so pastor will say yes. You, if you this lady advising this guy, you are showing me how to, you catch you, it will be at your detriment. Um, but you have come to church and now you have, like some people, when they go to UK, they run away. They run away. <laughs> they run away. They said, don't worry, I don't mind being an illegal immigrant in the church. <laughs> wow. you, are, you, are, you, are, you are an overstayer in the church. In what way? <laughs> because you don't have leave to remain because you are not doing the... You came as a student. You have not gone wow. for one lecture. <laughs> wow. Wow. You have student's visa, but you are working at McDonald's uh, 40 <laughs> hours a week. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> All right, we don't have much time. Wow. So, um, but let me finish this. This purpose was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. The turn is is the is a very powerful one. It says, but now, but sorry, but it's now made manifested. Oh, the grace and purpose that was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Is now made manifested by the appearing of us, our Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, so when Jesus appeared, all these things now became a real reality. There are things that are in Christ, are in God. God has some great things for people, which will never happen until they find themselves in Christ. Because it will only be manifested when Christ appears. You see, the way you have kicked God out of your relationship. You have kicked Christ out of your relationship because you are in love. Please, 
the marital promise God has given you, all the promises you have received, God, it can't manifest until Christ appears. Wow. Because he's the bedrock, you remember. He's the stone that the builders rejected. He says that be made manifested uh, at the appearing of our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Watch this. Who has abolished death and brought brought life and immortality to life, to light through the gospel. Through the gospel. So I, I, you would think God, Christ did it 2,000 years ago. Yeah, it has been done, but it will never come to light outside of the gospel. Everything Christ has to do for your life. That's why you don't have to joke with preaching and teaching. Sound teaching. Sound teaching is an aspect of the gospel. And it takes the gospel to bring to light the, the things that Christ, the death that Christ has abolished through his death. Bible says that who has abolished death and brought life and uh, immortality to light through the gospel, verse 12, which has been committed to me. Yes. Through uh, the gospel, whereunto I, uh, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. This thing I have been appointed to preach. When I preach, what, this, what, this is what it means. When I preach, whatever Christ has brought to light, which is life and immortality, as we preach the gospel, begins to manifest. It comes to light. All the miracles and the promises of God can only be materialized in your life through the preaching of God's word. That's why the people who don't listen to preaching and have always listened to Bob Marley, they don't know what they are doing to themselves. Always listening to Rihanna. Hey, my umbrella, Ella, Ella, hey, hey. My friend, you don't, there's no rain on your life for you to even need umbrella. <laughs> your heavens are dry. <laughs> open yourself give yourself to the teaching of god's word that's why we can be praying all night but listen the teaching of god's word is the gospel is what brings to light brings to light life and immortality which christ has secured for us we thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.